Welcome to Piloting Arrowleaf. I'm Stephanie, and this is my husband, Kyle. Hello. This podcast is our digital diary as we upend our life, restore our sense of adventure, and move across the country onto a sailboat with our two cats and our dog, Pilot. This is Piloting Arrowleaf. Crazy. Today was a very crazy day, um, but let's start. Last night, we had the boat put back in the water. Oh, God, I don't even remember what we did. Uh, we got everything and everybody moved back on. Yeah. We were able to secure a slip, but it was an odd slip because yeah. it was right at the fuel dock. We were pretty much up against where people fuel up. Yeah, but nobody nobody came because they were closed. Yeah, they closed um, at like 5.30 and we got put back in at like 3.30. And then... So we just had the slip at Skyline for the one night. So we decided to go back to Kingston. Uh, Kingston's kind of become our little home base. Yeah. We really like it here. Yeah. So we we got a slip in Kingston for a couple of days, but we have the rental car yeah. still since uh, Pilot has a vet appointment coming up. So it was such a hassle getting the rental car once we were already in Anacortes. Yeah. So since that was such a hassle, we decided that Kyle was going to uh, drive the boat down to Kingston and I would drive the rental car. So that's that's what we did. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of scary. So I woke up at around, I'd say 5.30 mm-hmm. and I was checking all the weather apps and checking the radar and the forecast for the day and I knew I was going to be going through the Strait of Juan de Fuca, and today was kind of a less than ideal day to be in the Strait. So the window that I saw looked like I needed to get south of the Strait of Juan de Fuca before 10 a.m. Because then it was going to start a sustained wind of about 14 knots and gusting to 21, 22 knots. Jeez. Which, single-handing, that is just not this fun. This is scary. So we decided... Well, I decided that I wanted to depart the dock before 7.30 was kind of the goal. And three hours should get me well south of the Strait the of Juan de Fuca yeah. was what the plan was. But the weather did not go as planned at all today. Uh, I pulled out of Skyline. of Skyline Marina and instantly got hit with a gust of about 20 knots. And my wind instrument shut off. I had no wind instrument. I was single-handing. I had a dog in the cockpit with me. It was supposed to be like... Oh, he cried. Like, yeah, he cried because Stephanie wasn't on board. He had a little meltdown for a little bit. And then uh, he eventually fell asleep with the vibration of the engine. He always just kind of falls asleep. But he's a really good traveler. And so that's really good. But anyway, so I got met with a huge wind right when I got out of the marina. My wind instruments died. Um, I went about, I'd say, I kept going for about 30 minutes before I was like, I, I really need to do something because the wind is, it kept changing, the gusts kept changing, the direction kept changing, and the, the sea swell was starting to build. And so I really just needed to see what it was doing right now because my, my apps didn't, they said it should be seven knots, and it was definitely not they seven knots. They haven't been that accurate. No, they have not. So I went, I put the boat in autopilot for a second, ran downstairs, shut off the instruments, 
waited a second, turned them back on, went back up, and luckily the wind instruments were all working again with just a simple reset. What do you think happened? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea, but I lost wind direction, wind speed, true wind apparent wind. I lost everything mm. to do with wind. So all I could see was depth and, and my current speed, which were all I really needed for today because I wasn't going to take sails out solo in high mm -hmm. wind with the dog and me alone. So I... And the cats. And the cats were in the master, like, cozy as little... Like usual, yeah. So the wind did not get better. It, it was pretty much a sustained 16 to 19 knots. And then the sea state was getting more and more violent the further into the strait I got. So I went... I was almost right in line with Deception Pass, which is a notoriously dangerous bridge to go under and uh, pass through that's very narrow, very deep, and Crazy a currents. ton of water flows through there a day. Yeah. The um, and the currents are... can get up to nine knots, and that's the top speed of our boat. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to really time it correctly. And I, I noticed a boat sitting there kind of anchored, like just waiting, and I was like, okay... There's a boat that's obviously going to try to go through soon. Um, well, sorry, I should say, I saw them pull up anchor and start moving towards the pass. Mm. And I was like, okay, that might be an idea, but I need to call Stephanie and see how she's doing with the car. So I called you. And so meanwhile, I had left the dock. I helped you tie off and leave. I helped push you off. And then I went back towards the rental car, but... I was kind of dawdling because you said you had seen a quail and I wanted to see the quail. So I was kind of like looking around the shipyard while you were like panicking probably with losing your wind instruments and, and the crazy weather. And there I was like looking for a bird. Didn't, I didn't see him. So, That's too bad. so I got in the car and I started to drive south. I didn't make it very far when you called me because it was like right around eight. Yeah, I think I had been gone for about 40 minutes yeah. when I was like, this is... So then Kyle called me a little after 8 to check some current tables. So I pulled over and, and did that. and. <sighs> yeah, we, we kind of talked through the idea of me going through Deception Pass, which I hadn't considered for that day. You and know. I didn't want you to do it without me. It's such a beautiful bridge. Yeah, it's... It's and so, so I had the idea of having Stephanie go just drive over to the bridge because I was still probably about 20, 30 minutes away from the bridge. And I was like 15. Yeah. And so I, I asked her if she wanted to go to the bridge. And, uh, I did. You did. <laughs> I did. And you got pictures and video of our boat. <sighs> On the phone. I forgot. Well, I didn't think to bring the camera because right. I didn't know that I'd get to like see you. So... Uh, but that was that was really cool. Yeah, it was really neat. But you you, I kept telling you to wait a little longer, and you're like, yeah. no, I'm just gonna go now. And I'm like, okay. Well, so and, the reason I didn't wait was I, so there was sort of a line forming a little bit. There was a sailboat that I had seen pull up anchor, and they were going through. A sailboat came through the other direction, westbound, out towards the Strait of Juan de Fuca, and then they Maria. turned. No, a sailboat. Oh. Uh, there was a big Janot, like a 50-foot Janot came oh, through first. And um, I saw them come through, and they were going fast. So I was like, okay, the current is still pretty strong. It was about, um, like, 
It was three knots, three I think, at that, at that point. Yeah. But it was strong enough where I didn't really want to go yet. The guy in front of me was like just kind of getting over to the area where he was going to go next. Mm -hmm. um, and then a, a motor yacht came and then a little like fishing boat came and we all kind of queued up and, um, and a tugboat, a little Nordic tug. Yeah. Yeah. One of those came and like got sort of in front of me because mm -hmm. I was hanging back going slow. I was basically trying to go through as close to nine a.m. as possible. Right. Slack tide was supposed to be 9.15, but I didn't really want to go through with no current. I kind of wanted to go through with a little bit of current against me, just so that, I don't know, it made sense in my head at the time. <laughs> now, now looking back, I was looking at the, the current tables, and like at 8.40 a.m., it got down to like 1.8 uh knots of current and then like five minutes later it was like half that yeah so i kept telling you to wait and you wanted to go ahead and you did and it worked well yeah so i that's what I, that was the point i was trying to make i remember now <laughs> i got sort of in line and so there was the tugboat went in front of me and then the little fishing boat kind of went behind me or a little speedboat i guess went behind me and I kind of waved for him to go around me but he didn't accelerate he didn't he was scared make any moves. <laughs> and he was sitting just a little too close to me because I was going to bail out and I was going to turn around but he was off to my port side like on my port quarter rear quarter and I was going to bail out because yeah, I couldn't definitely. bail out starboard because I was too close to shore on that side and it's a pretty narrow passage I'd say it's maybe a hundred feet across or mm -hmm. so and it goes like about 10 feet out from the shore on either side. It's like three feet deep. Mm -hmm. And then in the center, it's like 120 feet deep um, from all the water flow going in and out. So it's a really deep channel, but you got to stay kind of in the middle. And so I wanted to bail out, but I couldn't. The boat behind me, I waved for him to go around, but he didn't. He was sitting right in a spot where I couldn't really do anything. And then the current was hitting me in the nose or in the bow. And it was making me turn because I was going so slow trying to wait. So I ended up just saying, I have to go I, at this point because I'm going to get caught in an eddy or a rip current and my bow is going to get swung around and I'm going to hit this guy because he's not that close or he's not giving me enough space to maneuver. Meanwhile, I'm <laughs> standing, uh, there's a little pull off on the bridge so I pulled parked and there's some stairs down to where you could walk so you're under the bridge um, you can stand up above but it's it's narrow and there's cars going kind of fast and it was scary it was a little foggy <laughs> it was a little foggy so I went down the stairs so I was like under the bridge kind of but still quite high off from the the channel and I was just like taking pictures of like a bald eagle and like having the best time <laughs> It's a bird's day for yeah, me, I guess. Yeah. And I was down there trying to fight the current. So the current did start to kind of pull my bow because I didn't have enough forward propulsion to maintain steerage at that point. So I had to commit. And the, I think it was right around 840. So the current was about 1.5, I think, is what my instruments yeah. were saying. That I was, I had it about one and a half. It doesn't sound like much because we've gone through higher knots of current. Yes. But it is such a narrow passage and the current's a little confused. It's all over the place. Yeah. So it kind of like pushes 
and pulls you in all kinds of different directions. Yeah, you said you watched the boat, the sailboat that was in front of me that I saw pull up anchor. You watched mm-hmm. them go through, and they were sliding. They were. Right and left. Yeah. Like, back and forth, because they couldn't, they went, I would say, probably almost 10 minutes before me, yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, and, and so they were. probably, like, around 2. Yeah, 2, 2 and a, 2.5 or something. Something like that. And so they were getting moved quite a bit, and so that was when I started thinking about bailing out, and I just couldn't, but I was going at, like, one knot into the well i had the engine at like three knots and i was moving forward at like one knot yeah but then the current was just catching the bow and i there was nothing else i could do other than just gunning it and Mm -hmm. getting through um which ended up working out fine i got the bow got pulled a little bit at one eddy like it pulled me off to port side it's like a a, looks kind of like a whirlpool but it's the water's just churned in a weird way and they they do weird things to boats, yeah. especially if you're moving at a slow speed. And so that's what I was afraid I was going to get caught in on the on the outside of the bridge. Well, I think even power boats going fast struggle in yeah, Deception Pass. Yeah, Deception Pass, there's there's videos on YouTube of, of boats trying to go through at normal, like not at slack tide. And boats have gotten pulled into the rocks, have gotten destroyed, have had to get rescued, stuff like that. Boats have capsized. So you, it is dangerous, but there's, you have about a good probably hour, hour and a half, to get twice through. a day, yeah. where it's fine, yeah. where you can get through and it's not. I mean, I guess it is dangerous if you don't know what you're doing, but it's not undoable. Hmm. Um, but if you wait exactly for slack tide, people say it's just like boating anywhere else. The, yeah. the water is completely still. So I, I should have waited till nine, nine o five, nine fifteen like Stephanie said, but I just got caught in a situation where I had to decide if I wanted to, like, yeah, turn in front of another so boat just went for or it. go. And I felt confident enough in the power of the boat that I could easily overpower the current that yeah. was coming out at 1.5 knots or whatever. So that worked well. I went through, got to the other side. So it was really cool. Like, Oh, yeah, you watched from a boat. Yeah, so. like I was kind of sad because, you know, I've never been off the boat and it, like, traveling before so that was really kind of weird and especially since it was hauled out and i haven't really gotten to spend much time home um so it was was weird and sad but it was so beautiful like seeing the boat go under the bridge and it's it's a steel bridge and it's like painted green and there's these tall trees on either side and the water looked beautiful yeah it was really picturesque and a beautiful day because it was kind of foggy and Just kind of overcast. I had my camera. I know. Like, it was sitting downstairs in the boat. I couldn't go down and get it. No. You know, I couldn't take pictures. I was too busy with the rough weather before so we'll the bridge. we'll do this again. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. If it's a clear day, sure. But, I mean, even it was supposed to be like six knots of wind, six to eight knots of wind, and it was over double that sustained and so it was just not a great day to be doing what we did but i i am very happy that i that we went with the plan to go through deception pass instead of going through the street because the waves were building and they were breaking over the bow um so they were at least six feet i would say maybe six or seven feet i think and we were going up and down and the dog was 
he was okay, he was fine, but he got down off the bench seat and went and laid kind of right at the companionway entrance where he's a little more stable. Mm. Um, the and cats then were probably I checked on the cats a little bit later once it was calmer, and they were they were a little spooked, which I didn't like. Yeah, and it was uh, it was the roughest weather I had been in ever in a boat. Oh wow! Yeah, I would say because the wind was just high wind, like it was one of those types of wind where the tops of the waves are getting blown. You know, like yeah. the waves are not really cresting, but like peaking, mm-hmm. and the the wind was blowing the tops of the waves off. Hmm. And so it, we, like, my daughter was completely covered in salt because the wind was drying oh, all yeah, the water we should, we really quickly. The boat. <laughs> yeah, I do need to rinse the boat actually before we go to bed. So it was it was a pretty intense morning and not what I had planned for and expected. But Deception Pass was really cool. It was beautiful. I wish I could have enjoyed it a little bit more, but I was just kind of hyper-focused yeah. on getting through. And you didn't and... see me. No, I couldn't you see couldn't Stephanie. Fly. I thought she was going to be at the middle of the bridge. Up so top. I was looking up there. But even that, it's like 150, I don't know. I should have looked it up, but it's it's really high. It is. Because it was at least three of our boats masts Stacked. high, I would say. And that's 60, 68 feet. So it was at least three times that, which it was beautiful yeah really beautiful but yeah i'm i'm sad i missed it but it was kind of cool experience just watching you know my boat go go through without me and then on to uh uh, what's what's the passage not the passage um i i don't it's a sound called like deception pass for quite a while um and then there's like a little island at the inside and you can, so beautiful. Yeah, so I veered left at the island and kind of just followed the sailboat in front of me, that one that had gone through. He mm. slowed way down after he went through. I think he got spooked at how much his boat moved right and left. Yeah. And there were little, like, churning points of the water as it funnels into the narrow part. And so I think he was just, he slowed down quite a yeah. bit. So I caught up to him quickly, and um, his I think his boat was bigger than ours. Or roughly the same size. But anyway, I was like, I don't really know this area. And I'm assuming he has a keel similar to mine. So I'm going to follow behind him. So if he <laughs> runs aground, I'll know that I cannot go that way. What was the depth through the bridge? Oh, the bridge was really deep. But it was the little passageway around that island. Right. There, to the right and the left, it went to like one foot depth. Um, because the tide was actually at 9 a.m., or 9, 12 a.m. was low tide, and today it was an ultra-low tide at negative 3.4 feet below normal low tide. So uh, if the chart said it was 16 feet, it was actually only, you know, 13 feet Mm -hmm. or 12 feet. And so there were spots that said it was 9 feet. That meant it was 6 feet. And so we could go through nine feet of water. We cannot go through six feet of water. Right. So I had to just kind of follow the boat in front of me. I don't know that you'd ever go through nine feet of water. I did go through nine feet of water. You did? Oh, when I left Skyline Marina, their entrance was nine feet deep today because it was the extreme low tide. Oh, my. And I didn't think of that until... I was like, this is low tide. (laughs) I should not be leaving right now at the lowest tide that it can be, really. And and so I, it was it was nine feet for like maybe 
20 seconds, and mm -hmm. then it went back to 12, 14, 16, and then it just started getting deeper. But it, there was a little spot right at Skyline's That's entrance. That's huge that was, for you. Yeah, it was a little Because you freak out when it's like 30 I feet. I hate it being shallower than 30 feet. <laughs> like, why? <laughs> We're spoiled by the sounds up here where it's 600 feet yeah. pretty regularly. Yeah. You know, 400 feet, 200 feet is pretty common. So I'm just used to that, and so I like to stick in the white on the chart plotter, which is over 70 feet, I believe. That's ridiculous. Which is deeper than 70 feet. So I like to stay in the white on the chart plotter. But, yeah. but anyway, yeah, so I, I just followed that boat through, and there was it was almost like a river that you went through, even though I don't really know how to describe it. I'll, I'll put pictures probably on our blog or our website, but mm -hmm. there was flats to the left, of the boat and then there was an island to the right and so the island there was like the channel in the middle that had been dredged or worn just by the tide coming in and out and that was average probably 20 feet and then kind of the lowest it got was like 14 15 and then the highest it would it would pick back up to like 60 70 feet for a little bit and then it would lower back up but to the left side of the boat off the port side it was like shallow like it said it was supposed to be one foot but since it was a negative 3.3 foot tide it was bare ground mm. with that kind of just looked like a marsh basically mm. and there was like i would say close to a dozen bald eagles and they Aww. were just they must have just been landing and eating the fish that got caught Aww. before making it back into the channel at the low tide because there were bald eagles there were seals right there there was like hundreds of seagulls there like probably eating little crabs and little fish that got caught in the in the extreme low tide. And I missed it. Um, so it was it was pretty cool and it was weird seeing bald eagles just like sitting on the ground, like yeah. a bunch of them just like hanging out at these little pools, and, like grabbing fish. And so yeah, you, you follow that trail for quite. A, I felt like an hour, probably maybe an hour and a half that I was just following this other sailboat and they kept speeding up and slowing down because I think they were unsure of the depth changes and stuff also. Because yeah. the chart plotter said we were fine the whole way, but my chart plotter was not accurate with my instruments because there were spots where it said it should be 80 feet deep and it was reading on mine as 45, which is That's a big difference, yeah. <laughs> a really big difference. So that was a little disconcerting and I think the the guy in front of me felt the same but I followed him for quite a ways until we got out into uh, the Saratoga Passage which um, we mentioned earlier in the one where we were staying at Camino Island because that was the Saratoga Passage that we saw from the Airbnb right by the Airbnb that we first went at so it was a really cool experience and I really wanted Stephanie to be there for the first did time did you see the Airbnb I I I put it in my GPS on my phone so I knew when I was exactly in line with it and I took pictures but I couldn't make out mm -hmm. which building it was but I I have a picture that I know it's in the picture so we got to go back and look so I got to look through the pictures but that was taken with my phone so yeah, it's not going to be fabulous but cuz like we said we were not planning for this to be a a like beautiful kind of passage day like going under a beautiful scenic bridge and stephanie getting to see the boat from land and like yeah. watching it and we just didn't plan for that yeah. um so that that was a little sad but so so i began driving south again 
so I took like the back ways because I had no reason to rush and I don't really care for highway driving especially up here especially up here <laughs> I mean Florida is, is rough driving too because you have a lot of like tourists from everywhere but mm-hmm. up here everywhere has like different types of drivers yeah and I don't drive that much and I hadn't driven in like two months yeah so I was fine just taking the back way and like there was so I was really enjoying the the drive down um there's a lot of like farms and more farms <laughs> it, was, it, it was nice it was calming and re- I was nice and relaxed but and worried about you or... no there wasn't much traffic but I was a little worried about you um but we talked a lot on the phone and stuff yeah I kind of went in and out of service a little bit but when I got around the Airbnb um at Camino Island right between Camino Island and Whidbey Island I had pretty good service so we talked for a little bit then I saw dolphins yeah. I saw a bunch of seals of course bald you'd eagles. see like all the things yeah no I'm... whales so I'm kind of happy I didn't see whales without you because that would have been sad would you have told me if you saw whales yeah because I would have been excited <laughs> especially <laughs> if I was on the phone with you. oh yeah we eventually we'll see orca and stuff yeah can't be that difficult no we'll We'll find them yeah we'll see them eventually yeah but uh i should say the trip overall today was 50 miles 50 nautical miles so a little bit longer but Mm. it was it was a long day for me alone on the boat yeah uh just with the dog yeah i was driving towards Edmonds to go on the Edmonds to Kingston ferry um, and I made that relatively quickly but I tried to stay in line with you a little bit and, yeah. and tried to stay um, I don't know that's the same thing kind of on the yeah on the same I don't know how you'd say it whatever but you got on the ferry when you could the ferry the was ferry. within sight of me, which yeah. was really cool. I got put on the wrong side of the ferry, too. Yeah. I wish I could see. That would have been cool to be able to see the boat from the ferry. Yeah. But I was I was pretty nervous uh, driving onto the ferry. I never did that before. No, no, you know, not even at Block Island. I no. think I drove. Yeah. Or, or New Jersey. New Jersey. Well, yeah. yeah. You're usually driving. That's true. Because I'm... I'm a little spacey when I drive. I don't pay attention. Well, yes, I do. I do pay attention. You're a good driver. I'm just a terrible backseat driver. <laughs> yeah. You're... And I make you nervous. So I think you drive better when I'm not in the car. Yeah. No, it was fine. So I'd gotten to Kingston and I just waited in the parking lot until you called me and let me know that you were pulling in. Yeah. What was that like? 20 30 minutes maybe or it might have been closer to an hour i don't know it was around like 2 p.m at that point i think i docked at like 2 20 or 2 30 yeah it took almost exactly how long is that 7 30 to like 2 30 i don't know i'm so tired five Maps. plus two seven hours is that right seven hours yeah right no oh jeez. oh jeez. all right we're gonna have to cut all this out <laughs> It took. <laughs> it took. <laughs> or you could leave it in and people could be like, wow. And they're like yelling what the actual 
amount of hours it was, but whatever. So, uh, you called me to let you know, to let me know that you were pulling in. And so I, uh, was going to meet you to help with lines, and, but you'd already called like the Harbor master and stuff and, uh, were friendly with them. So they were there. So I was kind of like dawdling just to watch you come in and I started waving and it was the wrong boat but it was like the same boat it was a Benetel but it wasn't you and so I was like well I guess I'll just go down and mm-hmm. and wait at the dock so I yeah you were there and, when I got there yeah I like that yeah that nice. pilot lost his mind pilot lost his mind he was he, like what the heck mom <laughs> yeah he was like not expecting to see you there and he he started losing he was his really home. surprised if he wasn't hooked up he, he would have yeah, he would have jumped off the boat which is weird because he's so aloof like it just it's nice to know that he actually does care about me yeah <laughs> or he, he did, was like yeah. terrified and he's like get me off this boat how come she's off the boat yeah um but i could have gone in a car <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I could have, I could have taken him, but yeah, I don't know. He was fine. He was he, fine. I mean, even in the rough you weather, the he company. was fine. Yeah, and it would have been pretty boring yeah. just sitting up there by myself because the cats aren't going to keep me company. They're no, terrified of going up when it's windy and yeah, waves. And Plus, you'd have to like have them on harnesses and, and life leashes. Jackets, yeah. <laughs> like, so. Um, yeah, you pulled into the slip. You did really well. And all I could think about was like, wow, he must be so nervous docking <laughs> all by himself. I but... was. So I, I had seen somebody, or I had seen a, a YouTube video or something of somebody docking single-handed. And I watched how they draped their lines yeah, so that it's easy to nice. grab for yeah. somebody on the dock. And so I set that up as I was pulling into the marina. I set it up that way. Yeah, um, I, I just, could just, I just grabbed the yeah, bow line easily. I had it just back and forth crisscrossed over yeah. the lifelines so that it was easy to just grab and it would just come off smoothly and cleanly. It did. And so I did that with all of the lines and nice. had them ready to go for anybody that could help. So, and yeah, th- without help, I wouldn't have been able to do it because no. there was, well, the wind was actually assisting me. Yeah. Um, at that point, there was supposed to be no wind when I got <laughs> to Port of Kingston. It was like so all of my apps, all of the weather things that I checked, our premium weather things said yeah. that it was like three to four knots, and it was 10 to 12 knots when I came into Port of Kingston. Jeez. And it was just everything was off today. Yeah. And so, but it was at a point where I was going straight into the wind as I was coming down the fairway on the in the marina. And so turning into my slip was a starboard turn mm-hmm. and then the the dock was a starboard bow and tie yeah so i was able to just turn in like that and the wind just kind of pushed me right into the dock and yeah. just kind of held me there yeah, i could have shut the boat off immediately because yeah. the wind was holding me with the fenders against the dock so um then the uh, harbor master grabbed one and mm-hmm. tied it up and then the the other helper lady helped did the midline helper and then, lady assistant assistant helped and uh then steph grabbed the bow line and got us all tied up and um easy yeah we were here we made it safely it was a it was an eventful day it was the roughest i had been in definitely but it was it was fun experience i i like you know experiencing you know 
the worst of it. And so I was kind of sad yeah. that I missed it. But I knew I probably would have been scared a little bit. Um, but I just like to see everything as, you know, it's it's experience, you know. Yeah. And so if, if you know, there was an emergency or, or something happened to me, like, you know that you can operate the boat. Yeah. You'll have to do that. learn this eventually, you know, just in case of something happening an extreme to you. situation. Yeah. And we'll practice. Yeah. On on a calm day when there's a wide open dock or something, we'll just practice you docking, undocking, docking, undocking, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But I will say that there's a weather station on Smith Island in the Strait of Juan de Fuca mm-hmm. that I went and checked um And the winds got up to gusting to 37 knots in the Strait of Juan de Fuca. When you were supposed to be in it? No, around around the evening, around 5 p.m. The gusts started picking up to 32, and then they got as high as 37 knots. But while I was there, it was gusting to 26, 23. 23, I think, was the highest at the time I would have been in the straight. Mm. And when I was in it, it was sustained 18. Like, it was 18 for a good 20 minutes. So it was it was definitely not letting up, and I'm glad I didn't go through. Yeah. I'm glad I took the other route, because Port Townsend gets crazy up there with all the driftwood. Yeah. Especially in the high winds and the tide coming out, it would have been all over. And so I'm really happy the way today worked out in general. Yeah. Freaked out about losing the wind instruments right away, but figured yeah, it out. We got we to look into that, and I don't know. I think Maybe it was I'll just go a, up the mast. No, we'll send the drone up to look at it <sighs> and see if true. there's something on it. But well, we can't hear because of the ferries. Yeah, we're not allowed to fly the drone within so far of the ferries, but... But I could, go, I could climb up the... We have the harness. I want to go up the mast. The boatswain's chair. Yeah. yeah, so... But that's for another day. Yeah. Another... Another podcast. Another podcast. We are sitting safely on the boat, tied up at Kingston. Yeah. Ready for bed. Ready, yeah. Well, it's almost 8 p.m., so. I'm ready for bed. Yeah. It's been a long day. Well, we didn't die. We didn't die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. All right. Have a good night, everybody. Bye. This has been another episode of Piloting Aeroly. If you'd like to learn more about me or Kyle or our animals, check us out at pilotingaeroleaf.com. You can also send us some support on patreon.com slash pilotingaeroleaf. Thank you. See you next time.